Welcome to Courtney Watches Movies. It's the podcast in which I, the titular Courtney, reveal, analyze, and most likely overthink movies and the filmmakers who've brought them to life. How in the world are you today? I hope you're doing just marvelously. Um, We're talking about a pretty interesting movie today called Infinity Pool. It's the newest movie by Brandon Cronenberg. The IMDb summary says... James and M. Foster are enjoying an all-inclusive beach vacation in the fictional island of La Tolca when a fatal accident exposes the resort's perverse subculture of hedonistic tourism, reckless violence, and surreal horrors. Okay, so right off the bat, I don't know that that's the best summary I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Uh, I don't think that describes the movie very well. But as I said, this was directed by Brandon Cronenberg, and I'm not going to dwell on it, but it is worth noting that that's... David's son, David Cronenberg. He also wrote the film, and it's starring Alexander Skarsgård, which, by the way, every time I say that name, I think about the video of him when he's making fun of how Americans say his name. He's like, Americans always say Alexander Skarsgård, and I guess in, like, a Swedish accent, it's much more beautiful and much more melodic, and Americans just make it sound horrific. (laughs) But anyway, that's how I say it. Alexander Skarsgård, Mia Goth. Um, Honestly, a lot of the people I didn't really recognize, but that's okay. Somebody named Cleopatra Coleman, Thomas Kretschmann. Oh, I liked him. He was the detective. Yeah. Amanda Bruegel. Just a pretty small cast. But the standouts are definitely Mia Goth and Alexander Skarsgård. So as the as the summary says, um, Alexander Skarsgård and his wife, played by Cleopatra Coleman, so they're James and M. They are at this kind of all-inclusive resort, and he is a writer, but he's not a terribly successful writer. So he, they keep saying he has published one novel, and it was six years ago, and it didn't do very well. It got poor reviews all that stuff. So he is at this island of Latoka for inspiration. And he, he has married for money. So his wife ha- comes from money. That's how he lives. That's how he's able to have such a lavish lifestyle and go to these amazing, these amazing islands and, and vacations and not have to stress out about the fact that he's not writing and he has writer's block. So he's kind of just trying to break through that writer's block feeling and he meets Mia Goth's character I believe her name is Gabby and she says that oh my gosh I'm such a massive fan of your book which he's excited because he's never met a fan before so he's kind of charmed by that you know I'm such a big fan of your book she introduces him to her husband and the four of them go out to dinner So the two married couples go out to dinner and then the following day, they kind of leave the all-inclusive resort grounds, which is pretty dangerous. And they are out all day having a picnic on the beach. And when they come back, all of them, but James are drunk. 
So he elects to drive back to the hotel. He hits someone, kills them. So this kicks off the entire plot, really. This is all pretty much in the trailer, so none of this should be a surprise if you've seen the trailer. If you haven't, good for you. I would like to avoid trailers. I think they reveal too much. But anyway, if you haven't seen it, sorry, but that, that's what happens. And in this, it, it seems like it's maybe... I know this doesn't make any sense, but it almost seems like a vaguely Eastern Blockish type country, which is kind of strange because it's a also an, an island. So I was trying to figure out where this is, but it's definitely a fictional place. But it's certainly the kind of place that is essentially lawless in terms of the fact that you can bribe the police and kind of get away with anything. So that's what ends up happening. So James gets arrested and he is in this really sketchy jail and they give him the opportunity to have a double serve as his, I'm trying to think of the right word, like, like go on trial and bear the brunt of the what is the word I'm looking for? Oh my gosh, I'm totally drawing a blank. But the double is going to be him in the whole process. Because they, they tell him the, the wages of this crime, which is killing someone with a car and then driving off, is you have to die. And the oldest son of the man you killed can kill you. And this is a 13-year-old boy. But surprise, we can also get you a double that takes your punishment for you. Now, I thought from the trailer that it was going to be a sort of situation where they hire just an already living person to serve in this man's, like kind of be his, his stand-in. No, no, no. They have a whole cloning operation. So they clone another James and he's the one that gets executed which is just okay but after that which he's very james is very horrified by and so is his wife but they both just kind of they're so desperate to have him not be killed that they go along with it right they're like okay well all right let's let's pay all this money for this clone and then they'll kill the clone now right off the bat with any movies that involve a double, I always think right away, this is about, this is going to turn into a problem later on, right? You can, you just know, because that's the logical conclusion of what would happen in real life if we all started cloning ourselves. So it's like a, the prestige thing where you're like, okay, this is going to come into play later because there's no way that it doesn't. And messing around with cloning yourself seems like a really ill-advised thing to do. But after this happens, James continues his association with Mia Goth and her husband and they're, they're, he gets drawn into their group of friends and they have all experienced this method of justice at this particular island. So they vacation there every year. They all know each other. They've all gotten in legal trouble and then had their clones executed in their place. It's very strange, and that that can come across as hard to believe, 
But then at the same time, you know, I've personally been in places in this world where people can openly pay off the federales and it's not, it's commonplace, right? Which is just astonishing. But what it, what happens afterward is his wife ends up going home early because she's just appalled by his behavior. And he elects to go deeper into the insanity of the world of this group of people. They call themselves the zombies, which is some kind of joke, I guess, because of what has gone on with their doubles. But they call themselves the zombies and they go, how do you know if it's if it's the real you that they killed? Because that's part of the whole deal, because the the detective when they when they bring this proposal to him well you could do a clone they'd make it clear to him the clone has all of your same memories experiences feelings like this is you this is the equivalent of killing yourself right so it's not like some dumb unthinking monster that's just patched together it's a literal another you but he just goes down this rabbit hole with this group of people and they're all just ridiculous. They do uh, some kind of local drug. I think it's in, intended to be similar to like a peyote type thing. They burn it and inhale it and it's a massive hallucinogenic and they just wreak havoc. They get into more legal trouble and they repeat the process, all of them together. So they all get arrested. They all pay for another clone they so they're all clones in a group and they all get killed again it's just it's really extreme it keeps ratcheting up and there's a lot going on in this movie thematically I think there's a lot of different ways you could take this just as a writer right off the bat immediately one of the things that stuck out to me was he's so clogged up with writer's block and it's like he would do anything to unclog that block. He he will do anything. So he he is almost increasing his outrageous behavior because he's just trying to be inspired. So there's that angle. There's uh, the very, very heavy angle of being emasculated, which is why I almost think that um, a man would be more impressed upon by this movie than I am necessarily because there's a lot going on about just feeling like you're not yeah feeling like you're emasculated his wife is the source of the money and it's not even her money it's her father's money and she is not that awesome to him but and I don't think it's even on purpose. She just does that thing that a lot of women do where they make fun of their husbands in public. And it, she actually out and out says she married him because she has daddy issues. She says, my father hated him and I hate my father, essentially. And it's like, that's such a weird thing to tell somebody you just met about your spouse, right? That's a private, If even if you really feel that way, that's private information. And that doesn't make that doesn't make you or your spouse look good, <laughs> you know, to say, oh yeah, I married him because my parents hate him. You know, that's, that's just weird information to disclose. So there's a lot of motifs that reference, I'm trying really hard to not spoil this, but I don't know how that's possible. We'll see, we'll see what happens, but there's a lot of motifs about masculinity and feeling like a coward 
he is out and out told that he's a coward multiple times. It's just, I, I, I would be really curious to see how men are taking this movie because I just think it was more geared toward that feeling of, oh my gosh, I don't, I'm not bringing anything to the table. My, I have to rely on my wife for everything. There's even down to the details of she's the one that made the the reservations at this crazy hotel they're they're in her name because again she's the money bags and there's a i think it's normal and would come up a lot for men to maybe feel i don't know the right word not embarrassed but not 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 loving the fact that they're not the pro the main provider right or in his case he doesn't provide at all because he's just kind of sits around and she kind of serves as a an art patron you know what I mean like an old school art patron who just kind of funds your life and hopes you create something so there's that element so there's an element of a very desperate writer an artist trying to find inspiration there's an element of an emasculated man trying to find out who he is in the world and then there's also an element of whenever I watch a movie with a double so thinking of a movie like Villeneuve's Enemy, right? That's a movie that I really enjoyed. But whenever there's a movie with a double, you can almost guarantee that there's some element of fighting with yourself or killing some part of yourself. So in, in, in a certain sense, that could be killing your ego or fighting your some part of you you don't like right and without again without going into too spoilery of territory there is a part of the movie where he literally fights himself and it's very violent it's actually the most violent scene in the film which is filled with a lot of graphic images and the most violent scene is when he is literally beating himself to a pulp and so i think that there's that's even something you could take multiple different ways, right? What does that mean? Again, like I said, does that mean killing the ego? Does that mean killing yourself? Or does that mean that all these crazy things, these, only, these hedonistic behaviors with this group of people he's falling in with, does it mean that the only person he's really hurting the most is himself, right? Now, you could argue that he's hurting his wife, but she's actually not in a lot of the film because she does leave and go home. So there's just so many angles that you could look at this movie from. And what's funny is I'm sure that a lot of them are valid. Again, I don't know Brandon Cronenberg from Adam, and I'm sure that he had a vision. But I just know from being on the side of the artist that sometimes you kind of want people to come up with their own interpretation of what you're putting out there, you know? And I think that, I think that a lot of them are valid. I'm, I, you know, I haven't really watched any other reviews, but I, I'm going to, I'm curious to see, you know, how people are responding to this and what they're getting from it, what they think it's really about. And on that level, it's really interesting. However, and this is the, this is the part where I'm feeling like, oh, geez, I'm really breaking away from people here. I didn't actually like this movie that much. As much as it gave me that much, a lot to think about, which it did, 
it felt very, very repetitive. So if for the first, maybe a little less than an hour, you think, oh, we might be going somewhere interesting, you know, and you kind of have my attention. But when he really, really ramps up taking off with the group of people that he falls in with, with Mia Goth, then it starts to feel like you're watching the same thing over and over again. And it starts to get a little old. It seems like a lot of it is just for shock value. That's just my personal attention or my personal opinion. And I didn't, I didn't really feel a sense of narrative tension. I didn't care that much about any of the characters. The only part where I felt a real sense of compassion was when Alexander Skarsgård is, he's already very emotionally broken down and he's being taunted for his failed writing endeavors. And that was the only part that really tugged at my heartstrings, but I fully admit that that might just be because I'm a writer myself. And it was just speaking to me in the moment. I don't know that every single person would react to that the way that I did. But it did tug at my heartstrings. I felt for him. I felt for the look on his face just as he's, someone is saying to him all of the worst things that he says inside to himself. And for another person to say it out loud, it's just, oh, what could feel worse, right? What could be a worse feeling? It's very sad. So that part was compelling but unfortunately especially as the film races toward the end it just becomes increasingly cartoonish and Mia Goth who I really really like a lot in a lot of films she just goes over the top and I think it's in a way that a lot of people are going to like I just really didn't enjoy it and again I, I like her in a lot of films I think she's talented but yeah, the only word I could think of is cartoonish. It's a bit much. And you guys, if you've listened to me at all, you know that I love it when actors leave it all on the table and they really, really throw their heart and soul into the performance. But for some reason, this just crossed a barrier that I wasn't... I stopped being interested. It stopped feeling relatable or something like that, you know? And there's not enough narrative tension which brings me to an, the other thing that I was going to say that I was not a big fan of is, so obviously, movies have been having a kind of eat the rich, lots of commentary on the 1% moment that have been going, that's been going on a lot lately, between the menu, triangle of sadness, things like that. It's just trendy right now, Right. And this movie's no different. There's a lot that's going on to make us go, oh my goodness, look at these crazy rich people that can just pay money and get out of whatever, up to and including murder, right? Although, I mean, accidentally hitting someone with your car, that's not really murder, right? At least it's not in the U.S., which... I, you know, our judicial judicial system is not perfect, but I left this movie feeling very grateful for it because at least there's an attempt to judge the heart and the intent, right? And going, no, there's a difference between plotting out someone's death and then accidentally causing it. And they're, they're equally terrible, but they're different in intent. And I think it's good for a legal system to recognize that. Anyway, 
what was I saying? Oh, right. Yeah. The 1%. So it's just this repeated thing of, oh, look at what these disgusting rich people can pay to get away with. They're never held accountable for anything, blah, 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 whatever. There's some commentary on kind of the silliness of certain vacation practices from people from the first world going to poorer countries and acting entitled, which by the way, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Just a little bit of personal backstory. I, I've, (laughs) back in the day, I spent some time in uh, Honduras in, in, in Roatan and Roatan is an island off the coast of mainland Honduras and it's very popular destination for cruise ships. What what's funny is not too far away from where they take all the tourists are really really poor areas, you know, where people are really struggling. They might not even really they might live in a one room house with no fan, maybe sometimes no, you know no ceiling, you know what I mean? But I don't know that the tourists who get dropped off by those cruises would even know that. You know, a couple miles that way is probably worse poverty than you've ever seen in your life, right? So there's definitely some humor in this movie kind of in related to that. The the silliness of people who are from the developed world going to these poor countries and acting like they own the place or like they're above the law or just being naive, which is a huge factor in this, especially with James, because he doesn't even consider the possibility of what will happen to him if he gets into trouble leaving the grounds of this fancy resort, right? He doesn't even think to consider it. And to me, that, that that's fairly naive. There's all these silly, and I know it's played for comedy, but it's just preposterous. These scenes of ridiculous, I mean, I guess, I don't really like this term, but I guess cultural appropriation. So like I said, they're on this island that seems vaguely Eastern blocky. I don't, I don't even know where they're supposed to be, but they have like a Bollywood dance performance. Um, they have a really over the top, heavily themed Chinese restaurant. And then near the end, there's a really, really, really vulgar mockery of Hasidic Jews, you know? And it's just like all these images of people from different cultures that are either totally out of place or totally, totally uh, unrecognizably silly and not realistic. And they're in this place where they really wouldn't naturally occur, you know, and, and Alexander Skarsgård even says, why would they have a Chinese restaurant? You know, cause it's just, it, it is so incongruous with, with where they're at. And so I think, I think all of those choices were on purpose. I think if it was just Cronenberg's way of saying, oh my gosh, look at, look at this silliness. First of all, they go to this place, they act entitled. And then they want to see culture, all different cultures, but they don't want to take the time to go to India or China. They just want to pay for these all-inclusive luxury resorts and get 
the whole the whole experience in one and isn't that silly and i'm i'm sure that that's what's going on kind of reminded me of epcot you know the world showcase at disney world which i'm not hating i love epcot i'm not even but but you see the commercialized aspect of it you know and it's a little silly but i just found it a little bit heavy-handed and pointless i didn't i didn't care that much about the narrative i don't know i feel like I, I looked at the Rotten Tomatoes score and I'm like, am I taking crazy pills? Did I watch the same movie everybody watched? I really wasn't enjoying it. I don't know. And obviously movies don't have to be made for me, but I just was pretty checked out. I thought that it would be more, and there are, I mean, there are some extremely gross images, right? It's still Cronenberg. And so there's still like very gross body horror type things. And I, I mean, I, I expected that, but I just, I expected more, I expected to have more interest in the story and where it was going, and frankly, well before the credits rolled at the end, I just wanted the ride to be over. I was done. I was like, okay, I think I get the point, and moving forward which I know this is very naive, but I'm hoping that filmmakers find something else to talk about than this critique of the 1%, right? I'm just, I'm not interested in it anymore. And I'm, I'm, again, it's not about me, but personally, I'm getting a little burned out on the same topic. And it's probably just a coincidence that they're all coming out relatively close together but I think you end up feeling like you've seen this before when you watch this film. And obviously, like I always say, like your guys' mileage may vary. You could feel differently about it. But I felt like I'd seen this already. The same feeling. And, and that's not to say, listen, Alexander Skarsgård does an amazing job. And he does, he absolutely does his best. But I think this is, this is similar to The Whale, which I saw recently in the sense that it's a much better performance than the movie merits or deserves. Like he's going whole hog, like he's going for it. And Mia Goth's really good too, again, until she gets to that point of cartoonishness. And then I'm like, um, not feeling it anymore. But up until that point, I think she's great. So to my amazement and disappointment, I think I'm gonna give this a six out of 10. I feel like I give a lot of movies a six and I don't mean to, but I just, maybe I just see a lot of six movies. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that silly? Anyway, yeah, I'm going to do a six out of 10. Let me, let me know what you guys thought. If you saw it, um, I cannot think of anybody in my life I would recommend this to, which hurts me because you guys know me. I would love to be able to support this and go, go see this in the movies, you know, go, go support a smaller film. Let's do it. There was only me and two other people in my screening, but this isn't it. I don't think this would appeal to most people. Um, if you've seen any of these kind of eat the rich movies lately, uh, you've seen it with just some extra graphic images that are unnecessary and, non-edifying for your mind. So I'm sorry. I'm just going to vote that you don't, you don't have to see this, you know, but if you have seen it, let me know what you think. 
as I said, I think men might get more out of it than I do, which is fine. But uh, yeah, let me know. Thank you very much for listening. You have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, a wonderful night, whatever you're doing. Make it wonderful. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, follow. I already said subscribe. <laughs> it really helps me out. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.